Hey, it's Nikki Llewellyn and you're on Gut Plus Science. This podcast is on a mission to increase engagement at work. And on this show, we equip CEOs and people first leaders of all levels to make impact. Let's get to it. Hey, it's Nikki. And today I'm joined by Brad Teason for another excellent people first leader spotlight in healthcare. Brad is the vice president of operations for Parkview Health, where he is passionately leading 15 different specialty practices for continuous improvement. Brad is committed to excellence in everything he does, and he does it with such authenticity. Grab something to take notes. You're in for a packed episode of ideas to enhance your workplace and your team. I'm here with Brad Teason, who is so passionate about making a difference in every moment of interaction with those he leads. He believes so strongly that we as leaders can make the greatest impact by empowering employees to make meaningful impact in their immediate environments. I love that. Brad is a highly relational leader that works tirelessly every day to humanize the healthcare work environment. I'm ready to learn from Brad, get inspired by Brad, and share him with you today. So here's how I want to kick this off. Brad, welcome. I want to start by getting inside your head. Uh, So let's see how you view employee engagement. How do you define employee engagement? And like, what's your mindset on the importance of it? Engagement to me it's really one person telling another person that I got this. Uh, For me, it's that same person telling another person, I got you. That person to me, they are what I describe as all in. It's that person who's willing to give it 110% every single day. They are willing to do this even when no one's watching them. For me, they're, they're called to serve and that they believe in something bigger than themselves. I feel that engagement is that they are in the moment consistently and constantly driving to improve themselves. Why? So they can improve their organization and and impact their communities. I feel, you know, myself and others that I work with, you know, we are called and inspired to help others. And I call these people impact people. They are difference makers. They are changing lives. They are what we're talking about today, engaged. And for me, I define employee engagement I define that really as the mental, physical, emotional connection and commitment that employee or that coworker has to their organizational goals. I also look at it as that that person's dedication, not just the organizational goals, but their dedication to the organization's mission and vision. And that's where I say, you know, by definition, I feel that you're either all in or you are all out and that there's no in-between in this industry. And I think that is where, as leaders, we have such an opportunity to today, now more than ever, to be able to, what I describe as leaning in and understanding all levels of our people and all levels of their engagement uh, because we serve them. And, and what I mean by that with all levels of engagement is, am I actively engaged? Am I sometimes engaged? Am I disengaged? Am I actively disengaged? With really the goal being every day that 100% of the time we should be, I should be pursuing that I'm actively engaged and therefore that everybody that I talk to and work with, our employees are actively engaged. I feel that that mindset and the importance of all this, you asked me about my leadership mindset, that is everything to me. This leadership mindset focused on engagement and and my people, it's always been number one priority in my career. 
and it always will be. It's the core of who I am, not just as a leader, but as a member of my community. And what I mean by that is thinking about, caring about, really obsessing about my team, my leaders, uh, the coworkers, the providers who practice medicine and heal and save lives, and ultimately the patients I serve. That to me, that leadership mindset I have, it's, it's really, I call it a really thinking about a, it's an other's first mindset that, that can drive a mass reaction of success in so many different ways. And what I mean by that is that others first mindset, that engagement first leadership mentality that can impact so much from financial success of an organization to the quality and safety success to strategic growth to really accomplishing the mission set forth. Because when your team is actively engaged, that to me as a leader means that they've been impacted and they get their connection, they get their why, and therefore they're going to impact others. I love that, Brad. Thank you for sharing just such a great intro. And I think I jotted down nine things that I want to go deeper on. So how to get this all in, I'm not sure, but let's start with the all in things. So you talked about being all in as a leader. And I'd love for you to illustrate, you know, what that looks like and probably tying in, you know, this other's first mindset. But let's talk about habits, just how, you know, you see all in leadership showing up, like the daily, the weekly habits. I thought maybe we could break down some examples and then kind of go deeper into what that looks like to illustrate that for our listeners. Great. So I really refer to this as my standard work. You know, what are those those must haves? What what is that hardwired behavior? And so for me, uh, my daily and my weekly standard work, my habits, it's something I expect of myself and I expect of others where, you know, again, just to hit on this a little bit more, it's so natural that you don't even know you're doing it. it it's like riding a bike or, or playing a musical instrument or reading a book or in, in my case, uh, drinking coffee. Uh, you, you Again, a hardwired behavior. But every day, one of the most favorite parts about my job, and I consider a privilege, is I will perform leader rounds in my specialty clinics that I have the privilege to oversee and lead. I will also attend many times throughout the week, daily, my care teams, uh, daily huddles. And what that looks like is I will um, be visible. I will go to the clinics where the amazing healing is being done, where the work's being performed, and, and I will ask, my team members, how are they? And I will do one thing all the time where I say, hey, on a scale of one to 10, you know, 10 being the very best, one being the rock bottom worst, where are you personally and professionally? And I can get tens, I can get, I've gotten ones before, I can get some eights, but what I always do with that is I say, hey, you're at an eight, how, how can I help get you to a nine? And to hear somebody say, well, you just did. And I said, well, tell me more about that. Well, just by asking about how I am just got me to a nine. And, and so that, that's daily. That's daily. And I, that all-in mentality is that you cannot take, I feel specifically as a leader, a day off in this industry with your team. Um, I talked about the, the, the daily huddles. What that means is I will participate with the clinical and non-clinical team members Literally, as it sounds, they will huddle up before the clinic starts for patients to be seen. Um, that can be anywhere from 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. And the team will huddle 
report out and we will go around uh, the goals for the day and we will usually share an inspirational message. Another daily habit that I have to share is every day, um, another favorite part of my day at 9.30 a.m., I have a leader huddle with my direct leader reports. And it's the epitome of continuous improvement where we will report out on our areas on, you know, what is really going on? And are we really understanding the mission today? I will remind my team to, to tell me what I don't want to hear. You know, talk to me about what needs to be done. What are we not talking about that we should be? Even after everybody says clear, we understand the mission that we need to execute today. I will still say, all right, before we break, is there anything else that we need to talk about? And for me, that's that's all in. It's a it's a relentless, calm, but relentless approach to making sure that everybody that I'm responsible for is understanding of why they're here and what they're doing. And if not, that I feel Nikki is on me. And I want to own that responsibility and take on that responsibility. I feel that every day something great happens, there is an impact. And so I will just share another one of my daily habits that I try to think of at a minimum, at least five people that I came in contact with who I need to recognize. And I fall so short every day of that, but I have in my daily standard work, you know, just a minimum of five people that I need to reach out to, to say, hey, thank you, you did this. And I want, I want to tell you about it. Every week, you know, kind of getting into the, the week here, I, every Monday I send out a motivational email uh, to my team. I, I call it the, the Monday look ahead. I said, hey, how was your weekend? Here's where we're at today. Here's what I see in the forecast. And I will attach a motivational message from somebody who I look up to. I will also send uh, video messages to my team members. Uh, just today, um, just recorded a few video messages, uh, 60 seconds, and I sent them some physician leaders I work with, um, just letting them know how much I appreciate them. And then certainly one of my favorites is I call the end of the week impact. And as it sounds, I will go to email and I will share with uh, my leaders and providers and some coworkers here's what all happened this week and look at this impact that you all have. And so I'll share a patient experience story. And on that note with patient experience, it's the core of uh, what we do and why we do it. I feel I will open up my meetings that I facilitate and lead with a patient story. And whether that meeting is a financial meeting, whether it's a quality and safety meeting, whether it's a strategic growth meeting, regardless of stakeholder, I will open up with a patient story, a reminder of why we're doing what we're doing. I love that. And one of the things that I've picked up on in our conversations, Brad, is the intentionality that you bring to everything you do. And when you think engagement, I talk about, you know, when we're in a mode of checking the box just to get something done, oftentimes we don't even remember what we did because we weren't intentional about it. We weren't engaged in the act of what we were doing. It was just to check the box. So Go with me for a second as we think about huddles, you know, in healthcare, huddles are a very basic practice. Many, you know, most everywhere does huddles and you could do it as a check the box or you could do them intentionally and really maximize them. So I'd love for you to share whether it's the daily leader huddles. Can you just give examples of how you come in to, you know, set the tone for a positive vibe and maximize the few minutes that you have different than just the check the box huddle? Just get, kind of give us a little insight on what that experience looks like. So 
team members, coworkers, employees, that for me means the same thing, you know, our, our, our people, they can see, and as they should, if you are in the moment engaged, you care or you're not. And you can tell when there is authenticity or when there's not. And like you said, are you checking the box? Do you really want to be here? Are you in the moment? Or do you really care? And that's where I go back to either all in or not. And it, it, this is hard work that we do, being in the moment and having the discipline to be on stage. And that stage is very, very real. And I look at that stage is I'm on stage every single day, every single moment, none more than when I'm in that clinic environment with my team in those huddles. What does my body language look like? Am I prepared? Right now we're wearing masks. Am I smiling with my eyes? Am I looking at that nurse when that nurse is talking to me or am I down looking at my iPhone, not in the moment, which would be very disrespectful. And this leadership business, it's hard work we do. And that's where I go back to, it can sound intense, but it's deliberate. It's a number one key strategy where I have to be in the moment and I have to be engaged with my tone of my voice, with the look in my eyes and the language that I choose to use to inspire our people. And in return, they inspire me. And so what that looks like is want to be respectful of the care team daily flow. You know, they're talking about, you know, patient needs and schedules for the day. But when we're done, I usually like to say, hey, tell me, tell me what's your why? You know, what, what's your why for today? And many times I'll have individuals say, oh my gosh, I've been on autopilot. It's been so busy. I forgot what my why is. So thanks for reminding me. And my why is my daughter. My why is my son. I do it for them. Or my why is for the patients because I'm a patient too. And my why is to heal them. And just some little exercises there. But I think, you know, the difference between, you know, being at a huddle versus being in the moment at a huddle, it can be picked up on really quickly. And I love that pressure, whether it's put upon myself. I don't think it is. I think it's an expectation that we all should have as leaders that, like I say, we're on stage. You know, I'll go further, you know, Nikki, and say, you know, why do I do this? And I mentioned patience earlier. And I would define patience as external and internal. I think when you think of patience, you know, you certainly think about all the people who come to see us here at Parkview Health, who are sick, who, who need to be helped. But I also think about our patients as internal. You know, the, the coworkers I just described, our providers and our caregivers, everybody's a patient. And so I always say, I don't need to do this. I have to do this. It's my why, it's my calling. And, and it's so that everyone who I come in contact with every day feels seen, listened to, valued, regardless of their title or role. They know that they shared something with me and I heard them, I listened to them and possibly I implemented their great idea you know, that they know that I know who they are and that I know something about them. Again, I'm leaning in to go all in. So my inspired moment so far is just how much all of us can take the concept of intentionality in the moment and being more present. There's no one that can't work on that. 
you know, even if we're good at it, building that muscle is, you know, and some of us are like, whoa, I'm way off. I, I you know, I'm, I'm not doing this. There's others of us that are like, yes, I do do that, but we can always step it up. And the, the illustration of our care, just in your example of wearing a mask and showing a smile with our eyes, like just the, the presenteeism of thinking about that, you know, it's just, it's incredible. So thank you so much for that inspiration, the intentionality of being in the moment and really maximizing them every moment that we have with our people. Uh, you do that really just, I've just seen you illustrate and talk and share examples of that. And thank you for reiterating that. The other part that I'd like to tap into with all these habits, whether it's the leader rounds, the the daily huddles, the motivational emails, the videos you do or recognizing people, the power of relationship building as an intentional focus. And you had mentioned, you know, people have their, their role and their title of what they're showing up to work to do, but John or Sally behind the nurse or the doctor title is a whole person. They're the, they're the whole human and how we as leaders show up to get to know them outside of the role that they're doing is so important. And I think you do that really well. I'd love for you to just share a little insight on what does that look like in these habits of like, when you recognize people, you know, how are you tying in the, you know, the whole life behind that in huddles and just building a little relationship time for a couple of minutes? Like, what does that look like from, uh, you know, Brad's perspective of, of just daily interaction with people? So I just want to expound a little bit more on um, on this uh, concept of, you know, leaning in and just, you know, what my calling is as a leader. And, you know, I mentioned that I have to do this, that I don't need to do this. Like, I have to do this. And what I mean is I have to help others. I have to make a positive difference in somebody else's life. It's always been and I believe always will be for me that I, I want I want people to remember how I made them feel. And that can be more impactful to sometimes, you know, what they heard from me. And I look at this as continuous improvement and, and being better. It's the essence of leadership. And there's a quote by um, Erie Chapman, who talks about radical loving care in the healthcare industry. And I just want to share this. He's, it says, when we are in the season of suffering, we take on this gown of a patient. No one would wear one of these outfits if they weren't already diminished by illness. The patient gown must become a signal to all that there is a patient in need, a wounded person, a fellow human in need of special respect. And, and for me, that goes back to the recognition and having people know that they were seen, that they were listened to. And so I want to go back to that daily huddle environment. When I walk into a center, an entity, a clinic, um, any environment where the incredible work is being done. When I walk in to that entrance uh, respectfully and calmly, you know, I'll stop and I will look around. And my first look around, you know, during COVID, before COVID, after COVID, you know, this new normal in is I look around and I see first the patients who are waiting to be seen. And I will engage them first. I will introduce myself to them. I will, you know, tell them a little bit about me because I want them to know who I am and I want to learn a little more about them. That's that's the favorite part of my day. I will then go further and I love, you know, waiting for the patient uh, to get seen first at the registration check-in desk, but I'll talk to our coworkers at our front registration desk. I know their names. I know how long they've been with the organization. I know what their hobbies are and that's my most favorite part. I then will let them know that uh, I'm here today for huddle 
or I'm here today for a provider meeting versus maybe that leader opens up the entrance to that entity and they just walk straight through the lobby and they walk in the door and people could be saying, what happened there? Who is that? And so that is that calling. I feel that is that privilege. And, you know, whether you oversee, you know, a thousand people or 50 people or a hundred people, all of our bandwidths are different, but that is where the intentionality comes in that deliberate in the moment on stage presence that I go back to, you just can't take that time off. You can't take a day off, a moment off, because that may be the moment of getting somebody from, I described that six to a seven or a seven to an eight, that moment of getting that somebody from engaged to actively engaged by, you know, recognizing them. And then you create that stickiness, you create that brandness and it, it just helps everybody. And, and, and it's just so rewarding for me. And I go back to, you know, every day people are in our hospitals, facilities and our clinics, and they're expecting us to do our best thinking and best work for them. If we are not actively engaged and in the moment, if I'm not actively engaged, we may not exceed those expectations of our patients, external and internal. And so engagement, yeah, it's a deliberate strategy of why I'm here. I feel as leaders why we should all be here and keeping our patients at the center of all we do. And I'd love to tell you more about everything else that goes along with rewards and recognition. Yeah, I actually, I wanted to dive into that a little bit now when you talked about a daily habit that you have is to find five people to recognize. So I wanted you to just share, you know, where does it come from that you feel that recognition is a core component to engagement? Like how does that, when someone gets recognized, how does, how have you seen that impact? Um, I mean, all of us know, you know, we have our viewpoint, but we want to hear it from you. Where, where do you think that that really reconnects them some energy in, in the work that they're doing, right? And and then what are best practices that you found in recognizing people? So first and foremost, I mean, in 2020, just like the year before and the year before that, it's always been the hardest year and challenging year in the healthcare industry. And I think with this year, it's no exception. It, and I, I, I would say it's the hardest it's ever been. And at times that can correlate to these, these jobs, they are hard work, regardless of role and title. This is a very difficult industry. Why is it difficult? Because we put so much into what we're doing so that we can exceed our external patients' expectations. And I'm going to tie that back to internal. So I think having your culture centered around rewards and recognition, I think it's everything. It's what I call those must-haves. And here at Parkview, we have an amazing culture of recognition that I do believe leads to a high performing workforce. And, you know, really the importance of that is in any organization here at Parkview Health, any organization, having that high performance culture where employees feel inspired and motivated to give their best and make those discretionary efforts to ensure the organization's success and their community. It, it's everything, you know, quality and safety to service excellence, to, to growth, to financial resources, to human resources. And we talk so much about culture and so much about service, and that's really what's gonna differentiate and define the success of any organization. So what I what I love, love to talk about and how I recognize people, it's just a great, a great program that I adhere to and I implement daily. It's a recognition of excellence, also called the ROE. And it's a neat little online tool that at any moment, at any time during the day that you feel that somebody went, you know, truly above and beyond or, or, or they did something that 
impacted somebody, you can you can go to an online tool and you can submit this recognition of excellence to that coworker, and that coworker's direct leader gets recognized at a minimum, and others do too. And it and it's a way of that caregiver realizing that out of the hundreds of people that I help today, one of those times was noticed by somebody. That's a pretty special thing. I will tell you that I've been on the receiving end of recognition of excellence and I appreciated it. It's just a way for somebody to say, I see you. And I feel that all human beings from time to time appreciate being seen and it motivates you to keep doing it. It reinforces those positive behaviors. And those recognition of excellences, they can be around innovation, service excellence, special care. It can be as simple as just saying, hey, thank you. It can be, hey, welcome to the Parkview family. It's your first day. It can be, wow, that was world-class teamwork. And it goes to their leader, and that leader can do a bunch of stuff with it. I also love what I call the triple win. And the triple win is when an individual shares with me about an individual about something that individual did, let's say on the front lines to, to help a patient. And what I love to do is I, I believe in handwritten thank you cards. It's something I've always done. It's something I always will do. But at the end of each week, I write upwards to you know 20 to 25 handwritten thank you cards. And I will send that uh, directly to the individual's uh, home address. And I will simply say, hey, um, this individual told me that you did this. And I want to thank you for doing that. And I call that the triple win because so much impact has happened there because the individual who performed in that excellence manner, they were realized that they were seen by their leader or another coworker, and then I'm aware of it. And I think that motivates them to keep doing what they're doing. I do a connection program uh, within my specialty team. And what the connection program is, it's a uh, 10 questions about a provider or a leader. Um, some of them are personal, some of them are uh, professional. We attach photos of that person and we send them out weekly. It's a way of getting to know that person. It's, it's truly a connection and it goes to hundreds of people within um, my bandwidth. And what's really, really neat is complete strangers uh, in the sense of physical strangers they've never met, but they may know that individual electronically or heard their name. They just got connected. And so, for example, a coworker can realize something they didn't know about a physician, and that empowers that coworker to send, say, an email or a text to the physician saying, hey, doctor, you know, my name is so-and-so. I work here. I didn't know that we have our favorite movie in common. And I didn't know that you did that mission trip. Guess what? And then you established a connection and you created engagement and you just helped the organization. And I truly believe that that coworker or that provider who are connected, they may have just a little bit more friendly of a tone over the phone with that patient. They may go the extra mile to make sure that that patient knows exactly where they're going for their next appointment. I could go on and on about this, Nikki. I love it. And so many examples, we may have hit the 50 mark today of how to humanize the healthcare environment, you know, and just, it's really about helping people feel 
seen for what they're doing. They went into this work because of their huge hearts. Um, they went into it because they care and to be able to, as leaders, take the time to find the ways, the habits that help them feel seen and help them feel valued and how powerful just uh, a, a handwritten card or verbal statement is to really re-energizing because just tying right back to their why. It's just, I, I love all of this and I, I'm trying to figure out what are we going to title this episode? It's something about just humanizing, you know, I, I really love it. And I'd love for you to tie together because you said, you know, you've such a heart for what you all do at Parkview for your patients and and how that is just a joy in your day to go introduce yourself to them and just that that whole experience that the patient has, but then also your love for your people. And I want you to talk about how that ties together. It's so intermingled, interdependent. When when an employee is engaged, when it when a patient is with happy with their care and feeling cared for and, and valued by their their caregiver, like when all of that works really well together, just talk about the beauty in that for a second and what and how it's all inter just interwoven. Yeah. So it's it's interwoven or it comes full circle through when you look at our mission and our mission is, you know, we're dedicated to improving your health and inspiring your well-being. And at Parkview, we create excellent care every person, every day. And we'll refer to that here as E-C-E-P-E-D. And, and the, the question then is, well, how do you achieve that vision? How do you achieve that mission? And what is our Parkview vision? And how do we tailor that personalization to every human being who works in this organization? How am I, as a leader who is privileged to serve this organization, how am I tailoring what I just described to you to them, regardless of the role? How am I demonstrating world-class teamwork? And, and ultimately, tying it together to our values and trust, quality, teamwork, flexibility, stewardship. And, and that, to me, goes back to what we've been talking about today. It's engagement. And it is engagement of our patients, which I've described as our external and internal patients. And it's patient-centered care. And as a specific example of that, I, I would love to talk to you about a, just one of um, you know many things that, that my team and I have been doing uh, that we've been inspired to do is a, a program that we conducted last year and, and still are. And it was um, called the Connecting with Your Leader. And as some colleagues and I, you know, we, we reflected and we felt so many patients never personally encounter uh, a PPG, that's Parkview Physicians Group. Um, that's the organization I um, serve the entity within Parkview Health. They, they rarely encounter a, a PPG executive or operational leader while they're visiting our facilities. But yet I described our leadership commitment is to improve that connection, that well-being, that experience. And so I feel one of the things that we could do was design something that would bring our leaders, myself, to, to our patients. A little bit more intimately and so what that looked like is we uh, myself and i created this connecting with leaders program and basically it was uh, myself and, and some others uh, through dedicated time consistently throughout the week being in main entrances of our hospital facilities our clinical facilities welcoming uh, patients the moment they walked into you know, our doors or they set foot on our campus. And you see this throughout many different industries. And so why should the healthcare industry uh, be any different? 
I described that it's hard work every single day that we do. We experience unpredictable moments throughout the day. And that's where I go back to this is a deliberate and concise strategy of engagement where you have to be in the moment and say, I am going to do this because many days we don't have the time in the days to do everything we want to do. So you have to be deliberate about this. And so an hour, an hour a day talking with patients, welcoming with patients, saying, hey, my name's Brad. Um, this is my role here. Welcome. How can I help you? Um, where are you going? And you establish that connection and you engage with their patients. And a specific example of that is, I always joke around, you'll be careful what you set out to do because when you offer to help, people will take advantage of that help. And that is a great thing. And so many times uh, I've met patients who are going to one of the specialty clinics that I oversee. And it's the highlight of my day and highlight of my week where I can you know, escort and walk with a family, a couple, um, a patient up the stairs, up the elevator, you know, down the stairs and, and go with them into the clinic, walk with them to the literally the front desk. And then I talked about that triple win earlier or that recognition. I know the people so well in the clinics oversee, I can say, hey, family, this is Lori. And she's been with the specialty clinic for 10 years. And I promise you, she will give you excellent care today. It was a pleasure to meet you. And we call that the, the, the warm handoff. And it was a very deliberate example of just leaders spending dedicated amount of hours per week greeting and helping our patients. And it's just so rewarding to me. And it's the least that I can do. I love this, Brad. I think we all want to get on your uh, Monday motivational email list if you can. So however we subscribe to that, this has been awesome. We just, we, I'm sure everybody's like, I want more, but I just thought of something. So before we head into our lightning round, I want to put out a Brad Teason challenge. So Brad, not sure if you've ever read the Slight Edge, the book. Um, it really focuses on like the simple, not easy habits that leaders can do, you know, to change the game. Like these, you know, just profound things that we've done, you know, every day, like it's, it's just um, a game changer. And so what one thing would you challenge our leaders to do to make the most significant impact on engagement of their people? If you could put out a challenge. So Nikki, first, I have to let you know, I have not uh, read that book. And part of being an authentic leader is honesty. So I have not, but I will add that to my list. My challenge, I'll just say my challenge to myself every day and therefore to the others is to get out there and be visible. Get out there with your teams and with your people and be visible, whether it is leader rounds, whether it is, um, it, you know, it's a certainly a unique time. So be visible through the virtual platforms we're on, you know, through a video message even though at times we can't be as physically visible as we we like, get creative and take advantage of the virtual platform and send a video message. Do everything you can in your leadership role, regardless of your leadership title, to say, who can I recognize today? Who needs to be thanked? Who needs to be seen, valued, and heard? Leaders, do not assume that everybody is okay personally and professionally. And I don't say that to create angst or anxiety. I say that to create urgency. 
we have to have a sense of urgency around engagement in our people. These are human beings who wake up in the morning just like me, who come into an environment that can be very difficult at times, and they are trying to help others. So I need to help them. And maybe, just maybe, one time per day, I help them by letting them know, hey, I saw you today rooming that patient. Hey, thank you for picking up that phone today and helping that patient. Hey, great job on executing that goal. And my fear and where I get overwhelmed is that I don't do it enough per day. And so I think everybody needs to go all in more than ever in their leadership role. I feel it's always been about our people. It always will be about our people. So in short, be visible and be seen. Go all in. Brad, I love it. What a great wrap to our conversation today. Thank you for your inspiration and your mentorship. Uh, we're going to have a lot of show notes in in the, the podcast notes today, guys. So feel free to, to link to that and, and learn more about many of the things that Brad shared. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, hear from our sponsor message today. And then we're going to come back to what we call our lightning round that we do on every show where we get to learn just a little bit more about the personal side of our guests. So Brad, we'll be right back. So in our efforts to launch this healthcare sub-series on Gut Plus Science, my why is Wambi. Wambi specializes in serving the industry that needs the most support, love, and gratitude, and that's healthcare. Together with Wambi, we will be building a community of people-first healthcare leaders and influencers to make a big positive impact on patient satisfaction and overall experience of patients and families, and also engagement of the very valuable healthcare workers in this world. So visit Wambi.org to learn more and hit me up. If you want to talk about the cool partnerships we're working on at Wambi, Nikki and I, K-K-I at Wambi, W-A-M-B-I.org. It'll be in the show notes too. And I am so grateful to be part of this team and part of this movement. Many cool things to come. All right, here we are on Gut Plus Science with Brad Teason. Wonderful episode today. Now on our lightning round where we get to learn just a little bit more about some of the personal side of Brad uh, with our with our lightning round question. So first question is, uh, if I can put you on the spot to say your favorite book of all time or a favorite recent read for our leader listener audience, which uh, book would you choose to share? I will have to share my most recent favorite book, which was Leadership Strategy and Tactics by Jocko Willink. Uh, I've read all of Jocko's books on uh, extreme ownership, and this was his latest installment. And so I, uh, I love that. I go back to that from time to time. I love reading. I try to get through a new book every three weeks. And so I have to go a little further, and I just recommend you know, Team of Teams with General McChrystal. You Can't Fail with Good to Great with Jim Collins. Um, I recently read Principles by Ray Dalio. And, and I have to give a shout out to John Gordon and the Energy Bus. Uh, I could go on and on. Patrick Lencioni, Simon Sinek, just some favorite uh, authors uh, who inspire me to do what I do. How about your favorite hobby when you're not working? My favorite hobby when I'm not working is building plastic model airplanes with my son. Uh, it's something that my dad did with me uh, in the 80s. 
and I am now doing with my son. So uh, over the last two years, uh, we've built uh, about 45 uh, various model airplanes, everything from, you know, your World War One to your modern, you know, supersonic fighter jets. And then what's great is after we build them, my wife loves hanging them in my son's room, uh, truly. So my son's room is kind of a mini Fort Wayne Air and Space Museum. All right. And then, Brad, how about a favorite vacation spot? I get asked this every year by my family, and you just asked me this, and I always go to the Black Hills, South Dakota. So I'm a, I'm a South Dakota boy. You know, I spent, gosh, 30, my first 33 years of my life in, in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and just love heading out uh, to the western side of the state and, you know, the Black Hills, and there's a, there's a neat town called Hill City and Keystone and and Deadwood. I just, I just love it out there. The nature, it's peaceful uh, for me and my family and just being in the the hills and the mountains and just enjoying being at one with the nature. Uh, it's my favorite vacation spot of all time. And then what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you after the show today, Brad? Yeah, certainly I am on uh, LinkedIn. Uh, so, you know, LinkedIn, uh, you know, message is, is great. I I check my LinkedIn daily, and um, certainly people uh, through that platform, uh, my my contact information's on there. So would love to receive any emails from anybody, and that's the best way to uh, get a hold of me. And here's my truth you can act on from Brad Teason. Number one, operate in the moment. Show up all in and present to that person, that conversation. Your people want to feel that you care. Number two, constantly look for excellence and recognize it. Go for the triple win. Stories of excellence can be a ripple effect. When you hear about excellence, share the story of what you heard. And these great stories shift culture. Number three, get a gauge on your people and how they're doing by asking them to rate where they stand on a one to 10 scale. And then you can figure out how to be the catalyst that helps them move that number forward. And number four, be visible. Make it a concentrated effort Make it a concentrated effort to be visible. And even if you're operating virtually, figure out how to be visible with that virtual platform. We'll see you next time. We just left the world a little bit better. Now go do something with it.